Hello, my name is Nicholas Myers, and I'm a postgraduate researcher at the University of Glasgow, a senior fellow at the Strategy and Future Think Tank in Warsaw, Poland, and an independent blogger at warversuspeace.org, who is researching uh, the intersection of Russian foreign and military policy. So I've been watching quite closely the events surrounding the current Russian invasion of Ukraine. One aspect of this war that has not been elicited too much discussion yet, but I'd like to talk about today, is the role of escalation in the interstate dynamics as well as uh, diplomatic decisions that the great powers are making. Uh, in particular, President Vladimir Putin in Moscow, right from the start of the war, claimed that this is all the fault of the Ukrainians supposedly escalating against Russia and creating new security threats for, his, for the Russian Federation. Um, regardless of whether or not this had any merit to it, uh, indeed inventing a whole alternative history to justify this. At the same time, last year uh, in 2021, the governments of Poland and Lithuania also claimed that the Russians were behind the Belarusian border migrant crisis, uh, claiming that this was in fact a hybrid war being perpetrated against them. In both of these cases, it appears that it's not so much that there was a conscious decision to escalate on either side, as much as there was a fear in the self-proclaimed victim country that by not doing something to respond, there would be additional losses in terms of political prestige or security situation. So escalation as a concept is in the eye of the self-proclaimed victim, not actually something that we can measure objectively. And it is this fear of loss or potential future loss that's actually driving the decision to claim that escalation is to blame, or rather the enemy's escalation is to blame for our own self-defense actions. I think this also extends to the economic sphere as well. One of the most interesting um, dynamics that we're going to have to observe over the next couple of months and years is whether or not the Euro-Atlantic community is actually going to maintain resilience in against a Eurasia dominated by uh, regimes that have committed human rights abuses as well as infringements on the concepts of sovereignty, which is central to the United Nations system and the rules-based international order alike, um, but yet is open for business. And so by sanctioning and distancing themselves from the Eurasian economics area, it's going to increase the costs and run counter to the logic of the capitalist marketplace. So if we perceive we're going to perceive uh, a, tr a trend of concern whether or not future losses are stacking up in a manner that is going to eventually overwhelm our political sensibilities as to whether or not uh, Russia and to a certain extent also China are culpable for all of the, war uh, the myriad destruction going on in Ukraine and beyond. But it also means that if the Euro-Atlantic community does remain resilient, and that the resulting transformation of the world economic system takes some time to fall into place, this could start to endanger the economic model that has been enriching Beijing for the past several decades, in which they are the epicenter of world manufacturing and can receive uh, capital from the outside world in exchange for uh, being a mass production unit. Uh, in, within this compromised system, Beijing has avoided 
has avoided uh, striking back at some of the political slights against it. But if we are now entering into a world in which this system is not functioning the way it is and that there is no further gains to be had by sitting idly within it, then this might start to unleash uh, a fear of losing in the future, which will lead them to declare that the Euro-Atlantic community's decision to impose all of these sanctions is escalatory, and therefore they can, in self-defense, uh, begin remaking the world as they perceive more uh, to their interests, such as actually re-establishing formal control over Taiwan. This dynamic, I think we need to watch very carefully because while we hear so many incidents, so many on so many instances, politicians saying that they're trying desperately to avoid escalation, when the time comes that they actually perceive that a significant threat is around the corner, uh, they might assert escalation on the other side, but it really appears to be a fear of future losses or current losses that are forcing actions as opposed to long-term strategy, as was perhaps uh, a case in previous eras. So that's a bit about how I perceive uh, the role of the information age influencing how we should expect diplomacy and concomitant military threats to function in the coming century based on what we've seen in the events in Ukraine over the past, over the past month. Thank you.